Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the Nittany Lions Sports Report. It is live here on Bob Long Sports. Bob Long, Tyler Gellhouse, back to discuss a 28-0 victory over Rutgers. And we've learned things that we didn't know we were going to learn coming into this weekend. Christian Veyu, first and foremost, Tyler, a guy that to begin the year was third string, didn't see action in the Iowa game when Clifford went down. Of course, didn't see action against Illinois when Clifford hung in there and was maybe 50%. We learned two weeks ago that Veyu was at least neck and neck with Taquan Roberson. Then we learned that he had earned the backup position, and all it took was a mysterious flu-like non-COVID disease running through the locker room for Christian Veyu to get his look, starting after Clifford started uh, 2 of 8 and couldn't go on. And Veyu comes in there, a little bit of a shaky start, but throws three touchdown passes, four touchdowns accounted for while he was on the field, longer sustained drives, Trusting his reads, solid arm, and all of a sudden, conversations we had just a week or two ago about is it Alar or is it Prabula to start next year as a true freshman? Well, there is a new suitor in the mix, and he's already got a year under his belt in Happy Valley. Yeah, the forgotten man, uh, great debut for Veyu. Uh, and and really what seemed like when, when Clifford, even in warm-ups, was – you know, going through, maybe he's going to play sick, maybe not, and he just didn't look himself. I think everybody could can agree on that. And um, then you pull uh, Clifford and put Veyu in, and you're like, oh, man, I, I hope they can beat Rutgers. <laughs> and and let's face it, Rutgers isn't a good football team. Um, but Christian Veyu started getting the hang of it, scored there late with a touchdown pass to Jahan Dotson at the end of the first half, and and really looked like a good quarterback there the rest of the game. Um, you know, I think he's he's bigger than than I thought he was. Uh, I mean, I know he's six four, but he, I guess, maybe just compared to Clifford, who's not a small guy, he just looked comfortable back there. He looked like he belonged out there, albeit against Rutgers. But you said it, Bob. Um, the forgotten man and the quarterback. Um, what's <laughs> the quarterback future quarterback yeah. competition for next year? Uh, we we were saying. Drew, Drew Aller, Bo Pabula, Sean Clifford, if he comes back, a transfer portal candidate, um, and and Christian Veyu is going to be there and was going to be there. And look, he he, he looked the part yes, um, Saturday against Rutgers, and I don't know what to expect Saturday. I don't know if Sean Clifford, I would imagine he'll be back. Um, I, I really wouldn't mind seeing Christian Veyu play a little bit more here down the stretch either. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I mean, there's no indication, obviously. We'll hear from James Franklin tomorrow. Uh, although that's, this question may be top of mind is, what is the depth chart that they've never released one for any game this year at quarterback? Well, Who's going to get the start next week? Is, is there any chance that it's you, even with a relatively healthy Clifford? I, I think a healthy Clifford, I think he'll get the ball. Um, now, Taquan Roberson was also out with an illness, mm -hmm. non-COVID related. So that. <laughs> Right off the bat, then then you were down to Veyu and Mason Stahl, who actually got into the game late yeah. just for some some um, extra up, time maybe. there at the end. But regardless, um, yeah, it was they were they were in a thin spot again at the quarterback position. I think if anything, it solidified that yes, Christian Veyu is better than Taquan Roberson. Um, now I wonder what would have been maybe different 
you know, if, if you go back to Iowa and you bring in Christian Veyu. Now, a lot of things are at play here. One, true freshman on the road, hasn't played any college ball um, in that environment. Uh, number two, or whatever you want to call them, three Iowa at that time. Obviously, they are not that. Um, and neither was Penn State. Um, but you just, it makes you wonder, like, you know, was he, maybe he wasn't ready, he wasn't developed enough yet. There's a bunch of things that can go into it, but really makes you wonder how that would have changed. And then if he was capable of handling some things at Iowa, then you probably, you know, rest Clifford against Illinois and maybe you're more comfortable with putting a freshman value in there again against Illinois. You just wonder what could have changed. But impressive showing, um, you know, again, against Rutgers, but it's a good start for Christian Veyu. Sure is, and there's a part of me that hopes that he gets a look on Saturday as well against Michigan State. The one thing I will say is I would hesitate to have folks rush to conclusions that he's ready to go and he is just this good. At the end of the day, he's a guy that Rutgers didn't have any tape on. Right. Nobody had any tape on. He hasn't played, and this was said about 14 times during the broadcast, but didn't have a senior season mm -hmm. in Canada, hasn't taken a snap in two years in a competitive football game. So nobody really had any tape. Uh, I don't know necessarily that every flaw is going to be exposed from those three quarters of action that he played. However, you just have to bear in mind that the more tape he puts out there, the more defenses have to adjust, and the story is yet to be fully written. I think it's an excellent start. But it rarely goes up, 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 up. It, you know, up and then, okay, down, and then he adjusts mm -hmm. to the adjustments, and it's a chess match in that, in that realm. But I don't think any of us knew, certainly none of us have seen, we get very limited practice access, we being the media in general, not you and me, Tyler. Um, and we just had no sense of what this kid was yeah. at this point. And so it's just nice to it see... Something. I agree, and that's what was kind of concerning was like, I'm like, they. what if they lose to Rutgers now? Because I know that had to have been going through some people's minds, especially it turns out that there were 35 um, guys that were unavailable due to the illness. Uh, but I tell you, he looked, he has a size. He's a little bit more athletic than I thought. Yep. Um, he was able he to move. scramble. He can move. Um, he Got to learn to slide. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he does throw a nice ball. Uh, he has nice touch on some of the long balls. He didn't convert on any of them. Um, but he he did some good things that you can certainly build build off of, and especially with a, a quarterback coach like Mike Yurcich, um, I, you know, I think he can only get better from here. But you make a great point. There was no film on him. Consider the opponent. All, all that stuff goes mm -hmm. into effect for sure. One thing that I, I did notice is that he is unafraid – to throw the ball and to trust his receivers. I mean, there's a lot of confidence there for a guy that hasn't played in a couple of years. He's throwing that ball back shoulder to Parker Washington, blanketed in coverage, just kind of recognized that the defender was a little bit out of position, underthrow it a bit, your receiver has the advantage. Tyler Warren, I wouldn't call that a spectacular throw, but he gave him a chance, recognized that the safety was going to be late coming over. Mm -hmm. Even Dotson, one of the balls across the middle, he had to go up and get another one for... Parker uh, Dotson and then Washington coming across. Two crossing patterns with a defender draped all over him. The ball was in the right spot. Give him credit for that. Uh, I still think that, and I don't think we can necessarily or should be going throw by throw and with the same fine-tooth comb that you would with Sean Clifford. 
But I do believe that he needs to get through his progressions a little quicker if we're going to go down that road. It, is it wasn't quick enough. It wasn't like a seasoned veteran. But that's okay. He's mm-hmm. not that. He's a true freshman, and it's a great start. It's a guy who's recognizing he has the talent and arm strength to be here. That's not saying he's a starting college quarterback or will be, but I think he's put himself in that position to be in the discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he'll be a freshman again next year because he's going to redshirt this year. Uh, he, there's only two games left, and last game was his first game, so you have the four-game yep. threshold there. Um, so going into to um, spring practice, I mean, who knows what the quarterback room is going to look like. What we do know is Christian Veyu will be there, Drew Aller will be there, but Bo Perbula will be there, three scholarship quarterbacks, all freshman eligibility. What we don't know is the status of Sean Clifford, if he's going to elect to come back for the sixth year. If he doesn't, do they look for a grad transfer or a transfer um, that would fit the system, a veteran guy that could come in and potentially start right away or at least add depth, although you're not really going to convince a guy that long in their career to come in for a depth piece, Mm -hmm. uh, battle it out. I think the writing's probably there on the wall from what we've seen and just seen how things have played out with Taquan Roberson. Um, I don't – I kind of would be surprised if he were in the room come spring, but you never know. I think that these three freshmen, including Veyu, even though he'll be a redshirt freshman, I think that there's a lot of upside there. And I think you look at a quarterback room like Ohio State, um, you know, C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, Quinn Ewers – I'm not saying it's – I'm not going there. I'm not saying – Is Jack Miller gone? Or? I think he'll be gone, yeah. It sounds like he will be. Um, but Because of the DUI or because he's so clearly behind McCord? Probably more so behind other freshmen at this okay. point. Okay, yeah. But with that being said, I'm not – Where's he going to go? I don't know. He's from Arizona. Uh, he was recruited by uh, Urich to Ohio State. I, I don't know. Um, I'm just assuming he would go based off of – and kind of gauge what's going on there. Uh, but Penn State, and again, I'm not comparing the Penn State quarterbacks, obviously, to Ohio State, because that's you're not going to find a better room in the country. Um, but that's kind of what you want. You want to get just stockpile this talent and then may the best man win, and you can never have too much talent. Yep. And that's something, you know, Penn State has lacked at least – depth-wise at the quarterback position the last couple of years. Your theoretical situation where somebody comes in as a grad transfer, as a senior leader, right? Uh, that is, you know, either spills the gap for the first half of the season or is just a mentor leader who's not going to play, reminds me of another Ohio State quarterback room and not too long ago. Do you remember when Joe Bowserman was there as a senior? I don't know if he transferred or not. And a young kid by the name of Braxton Miller came in, and it was, hey, is it going to be Joe oh, Bowserman right. as a senior or Braxton Miller? And Bowserman played two games. I forget if he got hurt or not, or if, ba- if Braxton Miller just came in in garbage time of a game. And Braxton Miller showed out and became the stud that he was. Right. He had an interesting journey where he ended up moving to wide receiver. JT Barrett yep. took over the role. Yeah. But the Beginning, the genesis of that was Joe Bowserman, the senior leader, and then Braxton Miller, yeah, that, yeah. that freshman. Could be a similar well, situation. Well, it could be, and I think I don't think Penn State wants to go into another season with three scholarship quarterbacks. I mean, you saw it this year with Clifford, Roberson, and Veyu. Um, now, you'd be going into a season with three freshman scholarship quarterbacks. I think, ideally, 
you want at least a fourth. Um, you know, if Sean Clifford comes back, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think it would be good for a lot of reasons. Um, but you also have to, is he maxed out? That's another thing at the college level. Um, is there a, a guy like Miles Brennan from LSU who is in the transfer portal? Would he be, bring him in and, you know, fight for the job and competition and just see how it plays out? I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a different looking room in a couple months. There's just not that many guys, not that many Miles Brennan. Not, not yet. Miles and, and Brennan's going to find a better right. chance to start than here, probably. He could, and, and last year was the same case. There just weren't that many opportunities. A lot of people are like, oh, well, why didn't Penn State get a quarterback in the transfer portal? Well, they lost Will Levis, as everybody knows, to Kentucky, um, but there just wasn't much out there, and you're not going to go get somebody just to get them. Right. Um, you know, you have to have good reason. It has to work for both parties as well. It's not just – whoever you want, and go out and get them. Sure. Yep, you're right. Makes it interesting. Good to see, at least. Yeah. Veyu. Yeah, it was it – was, it, made, it made a boring game, for the most part, somewhat interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the offense has struggled there for a half. It was the Jordan Stout versus Rutgers punter, just punt for punt. Um, Stout was unbelievable. He was. He got Big Ten – Special teams player of the week for like the fourth time, I think. He's getting used to um, it. Yeah, I think – yeah, I mean, speaking of punters, Blake Gilligan just punted for the Saints against the Eagles the other day. Did Had a couple nice punts. I think you're probably going to see Jordan Stout on an NFL roster next year as yeah. well. Not that many punters punting jobs. No. There's 30 of them, and they don't turn over very much. That's exactly right. And he can – you know, he can do the kickoffs and kick field goals, extra points, although – that is definitely his weak spot. Yes, I mean, he, it is. he is great at punting and great at kickoffs. Um, and there's obviously a need for that in the NFL, but hard to find. I mean, there's not many of them, like you said. Right. Yeah. So, Jordan Stout, like you said, special teams player of the week. Hopefully, a nice trophy that goes along with that. But yeah, the but best not trophy exactly. in sports <laughs> is up for grabs. He knows where I'm going with it. Great the segue. Land Grant Trophy, baby. And another call to action, just like we did last year on this show. If you don't follow the Land Grant Trophy Twitter account, you need to go do that. So head on over to Twitter. Follow Land Grant Trophy. You're welcome in advance. <laughs> well, I guess if we're going into this matchup, if we can, um, I was surprised when I saw the original spread come out. Of yep. Penn State minus one and a half is what I saw. Look, Michigan State, Not and look, everybody at this point of the season – has their issues, whether Penn State, illness, injury even. Uh, but Michigan State is apparently really banged up, and they just got their teeth kicked in on mm-hmm. the road against Ohio State really within the, within the first 10 minutes game was over, uh, maybe even first five minutes it feels like. But Right yes. after you give your coach a 10-year, $95 million yeah. extension. I, just wait until the, like, right till the season ends. I, I, I'm not saying it's a distraction, but – doesn't look good is all I'm saying. You know what else doesn't look good? But Ohio good? State is very good. And, again, outside of Oregon, who beat Ohio State this year, Penn State has given them the most trouble again, mm-hmm. um, but still not, not enough trouble. By the way, Oregon just played themselves out of the college yeah. football playoff this weekend. Yep. Bad loss. Too. Utah's Terrible. playing great. Terrible loss. But you can't lose like that. No. Yeah, they're done. Pac-12's out. Um Ohio State has it's, it's Ohio its own State. Destiny. Well, and so does Michigan. So th- that game this week. The game, as the, it were. The game is winner go to Indy, 
to play whatever three or four team loss from the West, more than likely beat them and you're into the playoff. Yeah. Um, or they have to. They both control their own destiny. Um, Alabama and Georgia still control their own destiny. Um, Cincinnati probably doesn't, and neither does Notre Dame. But I would, I would anticipate one of those. Cincinnati and, does certainly more than Notre Dame. Here's oh, I, yeah. I mean, you can't put Notre Dame in if if Cincinnati's undefeated. Right. Cincinnati is certainly getting in above them. Now, there's a situation where where both of them could get in. Which, and that would be that would be if Alabama, Alabama loses, loses to Ohio Georgia State or beats Auburn, Michigan, and then loses in the Big Ten championship. Well, game, even right? no, no, even so, I still think that you could go. Georgia wins the SEC, just say, over Alabama. Two loss, Alabama. Ohio State just wins out. Notre Dame and Cincinnati both went out. Mm. I mean, that's, that's not that. And the, here's the weird one. Because is a big, The weird one's a big not. 12. Oklahoma State still has one loss. Nobody talks right. about them. They play Oklahoma this week, another one loss team. Yep. One of them's going to have the, the second loss. Someone's going to have the one loss. Then they go to the big 12 championship, and I don't know how that plays out because they don't do divisions. Nope, it's one versus two. So it's two. one versus two, and I don't know the potential because Baylor's in that yep. picture still. There's three teams. The winner of that game will certainly go, but then I don't know. Baylor has a tiebreaker over Oklahoma, but I don't think they do against Oklahoma State, so they could even rematch. I don't know. And so a team that wins, big, Bedlam loses the Big 12 championship. He can knock everybody so out. So the Big 12, I think, is really on the outside looking in right now. Um Pac-12 and ACC are totally eliminated from contention. Um, but, yes, Cincinnati certainly gets in over um, Notre Dame because they beat them. They, okay. have, they, they, they have to, in my opinion, because they beat with, them. Even with one loss, you think? Cincinnati one loss? Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, they have to be undefeated. So they lose to a team. I think you've already kind of seen it with how the committee Notre is Dame gets in over Cincinnati with one loss. Having if they both Notre have, Dame yeah, I think so. By two touchdowns, I think so. Yeah, because help I think, me with that. I, I think well, I, it's not my decision, but when you look at how the committee has ranked Cincinnati this whole time, I think that's mm. they, they don't think too highly of them. And I guess the team that they would lose to, if they were to lose from now in, would be a horrific loss. Well, yes, because of the conference at this point where they put themselves. Um, any any loss in conference for uh, Cincinnati would be, unfortunately, a bad a bad loss. Yeah, um, I just really struggle. I, I, you know what? I, we still have a good amount of football to go. I think what's going to happen is, um, if I had to guess, I think Alabama is going to beat Auburn. I think Alabama is then going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship, and then I think you're going to have Ohio State win out. They're going to go, and then I think. I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati does go. And I think you'd be looking at an Alabama as the one, mm -hmm. Ohio State as the two, or even Georgia, two, three, it doesn't matter. You're playing each other anyway. And then Cincinnati is the four. Yeah. So two teams potentially from Ohio, and then the two SEC big dogs. Feels like it might be Ohio State's year, doesn't it? That's what I've been saying for a little bit now. Yeah, I, I think it could be. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to say that, but – uh, it's the best Georgia, offense out there. It's the best offense. Georgia has the best defense. I still don't trust that offense. No. They're still dealing with a backup quarterback. He's a good one. Yeah. I mean, well, clearly, I mean, he's 
JT Daniels really hasn't seen much playing time yeah. since his injury. Um, yeah, I think it could be Ohio State's year. Uh, that that offense is a serious juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, but they got to get past Michigan, though. That's right. Which I think they will. Oh, I I'd do I'd be too. shocked if they don't. Shocked. But you just have to think, one of these years, Michigan has to beat them, right? No, not necessarily. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, how many years in a row is it? Like, it's been it's, a lot. It's got to be going on 10 soon. The fact that it didn't happen during the revenge tour and they gave up 62 yeah. points. No, nothing has to happen. I that, ju- that was the year it was supposed to happen. Yeah, well, this one's at home for Michigan. And, again, I don't, I don't see it happening either. But I just something tells me eventually it has to happen. But Ohio State's just getting better and better. I'm not, I'm not really too convinced that Michigan is that good of a football team. Mm. Either. Yeah. Um, look, I know they just, you know, beat Penn State, um, and I don't think Penn State's that good of a football team right now. But um, in some ways, they were outplayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, it doesn't matter. They won that game. But if you're asking me to prognosticate what happens in the next one, yeah, they should have been yeah. able to beat Penn State by more if they want to go beat Ohio. State. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ohio State will handle business and handle it in Indianapolis, and then more than likely will land in a in a really good spot for them in the playoff, but they're going to have to beat either or both, probably Alabama or Georgia. I'm I'm really interested to see what happens if Alabama loses in the SEC championship to Georgia. Out, I think. Out with the with two losses. I think so. Yeah. There's I, never been a two-loss team in the playoff. Right. I guess if there is a team that would break that mold, it would be right. Alabama. So it's, if they were to lose that and Notre Dame and Cincinnati went out, you go Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Or – or a Big 12 champion over right. Notre Dame. Right. But Cincinnati, in that case, would be, be in over Notre Dame, as we discussed earlier. I, yeah. Honestly, even with one loss, I would consider really? Cincinnati yeah, that's over not, Notre Dame. That's not going to happen, though. I don't know if I don't think they're going to lose. I don't, lose. I don't think they're going to lose, but I don't think that would happen either. But you understand what I'm saying. I understand completely. The vociferous the, anger. The committee doesn't respect Cincinnati's schedule outside but, of beating Notre Dame. That's it. But they did beat them by two touchdowns. Yeah, and they also play SMU and Tulsa like every week in Temple. <laughs> Notre Dame plays tougher Great. teams. Yeah, and that's true. But you saw who the Just better saying, team was. If, if they were in a, if they were in a Power Five, the road. If they go if they're Power Five. Absolutely, I get it. That, mm. That's just the way it is, man. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm yeah, saying it's, they no, are. It's, it's the way the committee views it. The committee it. Yeah. is wrong on this. Incorrect. Looking at it the wrong way. Cincinnati goes into Notre Dame Stadium and beats them by two touchdowns. Period. Stop. It's done. They have the same number of losses. I agree. And I, well. I put it this way. Cincinnati I, has a bigger I agree. Than Notre I, Dame does. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with the one loss, one loss. Like, same thing what it would have been with Oregon and Ohio State. Yeah. You have to put. You have or, to put our. Now yeah. where it switches is. Your your American Athletic Conference. We're not talking Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC. You know what I mean? You're that's the the problem in the committee's eyes is their strength of schedule. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, it it that's just the way they view it. I mean, I'm not on the committee. I hear you, <laughs> but you're not telling me there's any chance that that Cincinnati would get bested by Ohio State. With the current resume, no losses. So, you, 
you're saying if it came down to Everybody Ohio State, wins out. if it came down to Ohio State and Cincinnati for a fourth. No, if it came down to Notre Dame and Ohio State, we're talking about Notre. I'm sorry, if it comes down to Notre Dame and Cincinnati, that's and what Cincinnati we've been has zero about. losses. Yeah. then they have to go. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. Because then, then you're essentially taking two games off, really. Taking two because games off. Te- I mean, you're technically taking away the fact that. Even if they had one loss, but they beat Notre Dame head to head, yeah. And you're saying you, you you think they should still go? I do. But now, they if they're undefeated, and Notre Dame has one loss, yeah. And then you still put Notre Dame, then it's like then it makes zero sense. Correct. Okay. Well, yeah. it still makes zero sense to me anyway. Same. Well, I don't think it. Losses. I don't think it's going to matter because Cincinnati's. Gonna, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose. So as long as they don't lose, I think they're in a pretty good spot. I do too. Um, because there's. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really see it as Alabama, Georgia, Ohio The only State, way Cincinnati. they could potentially get left out, right, is if Alabama beats Georgia and either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State win Bedlam and then and win then the win Big the next one, and then and, and all of a sudden they look really one hot loss. and really good. And, and so you have four one-loss Power Five conferences teams. That would be that would Cincinnati. be their nightmare scenario. Yeah, which I want to see because I want the committee all, to squirm. Really, really it's all, time for the committee to squirm. All they need is, and that's coming up soon too, but all they need is something like Alabama to lose to Georgia. Two-loss Alabama. And then Cincinnati zero-losses. I mean, could you imagine a, a zero? Like, that would be a conversation, though, unfortunately. No, it would not. I don't know, man. That no Alabama way. brand, ooh. No way. They're done. Not you, this year. Money talks. No. I, no think Al, I think Alabama beats Georgia, though. Do you? Mm-hmm. No, I, I think Alabama losing to Georgia is the easy way out for the committee. I really do with Cincinnati. I think, I think one loss Alabama versus no loss uh, Cincinnati or one loss Georgia Nah, one loss. I guess they're probably both fine. It would be that fourth spot. It would be Oklahoma State. Let's say Oklahoma State currently seven or six. Right. Beats Oklahoma this weekend, wins the Big 12 championship. And so I think Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State locked in. And then either Oklahoma State at one loss or Cincinnati at zero. I think that that alone is the worst right. nightmare of the committee. And, and we're talking a lot about, you know, Cincinnati. I think right now. Notre Dame has a – I mean, they really, I don't think, have a great chance of getting in. No. Because um, no. they they, you, they would need Cincinnati to somehow lose. I say They would twice, need Cincinnati to once. lose, and they would need Alabama to lose once. If both those two things happen – They're in. They're in. The pro, one of those things, Alabama losing to Georgia, obviously that could happen. But the way I see it playing out is I, I just can't see Alabama losing <laughs> with, you know – Nick Saban, uh, that offense is really hitting its stride. Probably the second best offense right now behind Ohio State. Now, defense isn't that great, but um, with with playoffs on the line, SEC championship against Georgia, I mean, that'd be that's gonna be a great game. It will. Um, and I think you could see a situation where Alabama wins and they meet up again in the championship potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anybody would be against that, um, but. They're certainly, if Alabama does win that, they're going to stagger their rankings a little bit so they don't play each other in the uh, first round. Yeah. Yep. And they can they can easily, you know, do that. So, because they're not going to want that to be a first round matchup. Nope. Either. Nope. 
Yeah, good college football playoff talk. But land grant, land grant trophy. What, so. it, what college football is all about, the Heck land yeah. grant. Heck yeah. Forget, two, the, forget the college football trophy. Two land grant institutions going at it, Penn State, Michigan State. You mentioned the line. Listen, Tyler, I like Penn State in this game. I really do. I, you know, Kenneth Walker's a fantastic running back. Was in, may still be in the fringes of the Heisman Trophy race. But I think Penn State's rush defense has been good. The defense in general has been playing very well, even against Michigan two weeks ago, certainly against Rutgers. Shut out two Big Ten opponents this year. This has been a wonderful defense, and it's been a lot of fun to watch all year long with some injuries, right? P.J. Mustafer gone, yeah. some transfers, Derek Tangelo, Epicady. Luketta coming, changing a position. It's been a great year for the defense. It, it's not going to go down as an all-time great Penn mm -hmm. State team, but the defense, yeah, we shouldn't forget this unit. Yeah, and honestly, the four losses that they have, the defense put them in the perfect spot to win even the Ohio State game. I mean, yes. all four of those games, I mean, Iowa, we all know what happened there. Illinois, they held them to 10 points in regulation. Yep. And you lose a nine overtimes and a two-point conversion that's the shootout. Big, that's you know? the big game people talk about yeah. when they talk about how bad the defense Well, they gave up was. a lot of rushing yards, yes, but they, they didn't. Did. But it was the points. They didn't give up the points. Ten points. you got to be able to score more than ten points against Illinois in regulation. So, um, and yeah. the offense didn't give right. them a chance to rest. They were on right. the field all day and, long. And, and Ohio State, I mean, for a while, up until about five minutes or maybe even a little bit less in that game, that could have gone either way. And, and and then you look at the Michigan game two weeks ago. Um, they played I mean, great. They played great. Strip sacked by Ebikidi, 14-14. And they couldn't capitalize with, with a touchdown. They got a field goal, got the lead. And then they did, in a sense, I don't want to say blow it, but they gave up the long touchdown yep. pass late. Listen, and one, that's going to happen. One missed but assignment. It 21 happens. points isn't You a lot. should expect to win that football exactly. game. Exactly. So um, they've, been, they've been great all year. And – Michigan State, I didn't realize it. Obviously, we talked a little bit earlier how they just got killed by Ohio State. Mentally, yes. Physically, yes. They have a bunch of guys injured right now. Defensive backs, wide receivers. Kenneth Walker's um, nicked up a little bit. You just have to wonder, like, psychologically, too, how they're going to come out knowing that, you know, they don't have a Big Ten championship berth um, in Indianapolis on the line. Um what they have on the line is the land grant and a chance to win 10 games, mm -hmm. which the 10 games, I mean, that's great, especially Michigan State. I think their over-under was like four and a half, five and a half at the start of the year for win total. Yes. Uh, but, you know, you just – you don't know where, where they are mentally uh, or physically. Um, and I kind of wonder what Penn State, you know, if Sean Clifford's back, I would imagine he would be the starter. I have no reason to think he wouldn't be if he's healthy. Uh, but I like Penn State, too. I, I think they'll probably win by a score of maybe 24-21 mm -hmm. uh, by a field goal. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State even won by more. I think they match up pretty well against Michigan State. Michigan State has trouble defending the pass. That's Penn State's strength on offense. Uh, Michigan State's strength on offense is running the ball. That's Penn State's strength, strength on defense. Um, so you put that stuff together, factored in with, you know, some injuries here and there. I think Penn State should be in a pretty good position to win the game. When I look at Michigan State, let's look at the schedule here, and you tell me which of these wins you're particularly impressed by. Michigan State 38, Northwestern 21 on the opening week of the season. Okay, you know, mm -hmm. not bad. 
Michigan State 42, Youngstown State 14. Okay. I can already tell you without going down the whole schedule, it was a Michigan game. Yeah. And, and That's right. Miami probably Mich- looked Michigan a little State bit. Michigan State 48, Western Kentucky 31. Michigan State 20, Indiana 15. Yeah, I mean, and Indiana's the worst team in the Big Ten. Who would have thought? At Gave least on the East. 21 points to Maryland, 41, 40 to 21. Mm-hmm. You get my drift here. You uh, yeah. extended your coach for 10 years, $95 million. And the Michigan game was quite the comeback, not taking anything away from them. Yeah. But, I mean, Michigan had that game for three quarters. Absolutely. So, so my point being is Michigan State is not by any stretch uh, what I would They were probably overrated. Yeah. For a large part of the season. They, they, they look a lot like Penn State to me. Honestly, right. I would argue that Penn State's more talented and had a couple of bad breaks this year. Probably. You know, not, not trying to make excuses. Michigan State has earned a higher ranking right now. But if you're telling me you put the teams on the field for 60 minutes, who wins the game more often than not? I say Penn State. And I think tonight, I uh, should say Saturday, is one of those, uh, you know, Tests yeah. of the experiment. One it, of those samples. I think Penn State wins on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I certainly hope you're right, too. Um, you know, it's like, like I said, it's not the season that anybody expected. But I think, too, at the end of the day, if you slide an 8-4 and four record out there, I don't think many people would be surprised by that from the beginning of the year. I think what surprises people is when you have the 5-0 and o start, the wins against Wisconsin, Auburn, Auburn who's struggling right now, and – when you look at those wins and, and you start off 5-0 and and then all of a sudden you finish 8-4 and four potentially, that's, that's when I think upsets people. But an 8-4 and four season, I think I, I thought 10-2 and two actually. But, um, yeah, I would say that, that is, would be a disappointment it, for me at the beginning it, of the season. But I know a lot of the experts and writers out there had pegged 9-3, and 8-4 pretty much across the board for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, all that's And said. I always thought it seemed kind of low myself, but injuries. Yeah. You know, it just it happens. it's been a goofy year. College football. Yeah. But there's very good indications that James Franklin will re- return next year. I know that makes you happy. Makes me very happy. Keep on keeping on. The train keeps rolling. The recruits keep coming in. They keep getting better every year. And I think continuity is important. Is James Franklin the perfect coach? No. No, he's not. No, he's not. But I think he's hiring the right assistants. Give Mike Yersich another year to get his system and the running game going and get his back in there and Nick Singleton, Katron Allen, those types of guys. Get another quarterback in there. You know, the, something as simple as seeing Veyu play the way he did made me think maybe it could be time for Clifford to move on. I would not be unhappy if he came back, though. I, I would be so indifferent, I think, yeah. if Clifford came back. I think it's kind of just – it is what it is in whichever direction he goes. Yep. Like, would it be nice to have him back? Of course. Would I be heartbroken if he left? Not really. Yep. I think it's bittersweet either way. I so agree. It'll, it'll be interesting. I personally think he's going to leave. Um, six years in college for some people might sound like fun, but I think after a while it's kind of – and it's, it's not that great of a quarterback class coming out. Not saying by any stretch he's getting drafted – guaranteeing that, but maybe slip in the later rounds and have a shot somewhere. I don't know. I actually don't have any read on it right now whatsoever. It, it is – it's a coin flip, I think. Yep. Yep. And I'm not hearing much from the inside either. No. It's, nobody really knows. Yep. But we'll see. I, I, again, so Franklin uh, went to the, the, the football club, touchdown club, right, and um, had said that 
there's going to be something coming out and that he's not going anywhere. Then he was asked about that leaked report by our buddy Corey Geiger hmm. at DK on Pittsburgh Sports. And uh, he said, I can't talk about it right now. He's been saying, I get it or I understand why you asked the question a lot over the last couple of weeks. And to some extent, he's done it to himself. But he did say, I get the question. Let's talk about it on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. We're recording this on Monday night. Well, it turns out there is a board meeting on Tuesday at 3.45. And his weekly press conference is at 12.30. So don't be surprised if you do not hear anything from James Franklin tomorrow about the extension. But I don't even know if it's an extension or just a raise or what it's going to be. Likely some commitment for some period longer than he's currently guaranteed for with additional money for assistance in the bonus poll and some kind of commitment to add additional facilities. Even with the Florida job opening up. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll never go away. His name will always pop up. Yep. So take it for what it is. But Florida is now open with Dan Mullen parting ways. And Florida's always been a destination that a lot of people could see James Franklin um, you know, eventually going to, but I, I just don't think so based on the extension and, and, and all that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can get out of contracts, but it seems like if they agree to something, that that'll be shut the door on Florida. I think so. And again, I think it's a great, great thing for Penn State. I um, think that Franklin is the coach that can continue to move the program forward. They're going to have a chance every year to win a big game or two, and that be the difference between going to Indianapolis or not. I get it. It hasn't happened since 2016. But I truly believe, Tyler, that this program will continue to put themselves in that category. And I can tell you that a good portion of this recruiting class would think twice about coming to Penn State if Franklin is gone. You're, I, I agree 100%. I just I hope that he can get it going here soon, with, especially with this class. I think this is a make-or-break class, really, for him, which is going to take a couple of years to develop. But we, he can recruit. We know that. But, I mean, this so is what his do you, what, what do you need to see in the next two years in order for, in your mind, him to be retained? Well, one, of these, one of these quarterbacks, uh, college football is a quarterback's game. Yes. Um, and, and we just talked about all the freshmen, the three freshmen. You have to hit on one of those. And because if you do, and they're – exceed expectations, or in the case of Drew Aller, meet expectations, you're going to be in a really, really good spot, and everything else generally falls into place. So let's go even deeper. What does that mean? Because you have to get has, back. Has Sean Clifford met expectations, exceeded them, less than expectations? I would say he's probably met, met them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think so that would not be something that would get him fired if it was another Sean Clifford. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I think but at the end of the day, it still comes down to wins and losses. Um, the bad losses have to stop. Um, okay, I think that's the one. And you're, you're so if he loses to Illinois again, he's gone. Yes, and the and the not gone, but the trickle the trickle down of losing the game before Illinois, and then losing okay. to like you can't you can't have the snowball losses pile up, and you have to get back to the Big Ten championship in and, the next two years. I think so, and with doing that, you have to beat Ohio State, and he's you know he's one and seven against Ohio State. I'm not sure could that's easily happen. be three and four. Could I'm, easily be three and four against them. I'm not sure that's going to happen in the next two years, and I don't even know. I mean, it is a bad thing, right? I'm not trying to be pessimistic here, but 
you no, can still, nobody's been to the no. Big Ten Championship in the East since Penn State. Yeah, and you don't need in 2016. The no, Big Ten no Championship team. is the best path to get to the college football playoff. Sure, but, but are you saying every program in the Big Ten East should fire their coach because? Well, they, no, other teams have different expectations. Michigan. Well, I mean, Rutgers, Indiana, Maryland. Okay, so Michigan. Their goal is to ideally make it to a bowl game at this point where they are. Let's bring it to Michigan and Michigan State then because I would put them in the same category as Penn State. Mm -hmm. Should they, should Michigan. I would put Michigan in the same category. I'd put Michigan State slightly below. Okay, and then I guess to your point, then Harbaugh is on the hot seat, at least in the court of public opinion. Well, he, he was. Yeah, like up until even before this year, I mean, they were always saying, can he get them over the – he hasn't even made it to Indianapolis yet. That's absolutely right. And That's my point is if we're looking at the Big Ten East and we're judging, even if it's just Michigan and Penn State, neither you of them have has made the Big Ten championship since 2016, and the reason is because Ohio State is leaps and bounds better. Now, That's right. Penn State's going to hold James Franklin to that standard? Maybe you do, but – who will come in that will assure you that you're going to be better off than you are now? Well, you'll you'll never you'll never know. I mean, okay, yeah. who with good confidence do you bring in to say there's a good chance that he's going to put us in a better spot? He oh, or I she? mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think well, I think Matt Rule would be that guy. Matt Rule is not coming to coach Penn State. Well, I, I'm not saying he is obviously with the contract extension, but. Yes, there were talks of that. Yeah. And he actually apparently was interested in it. Oh, uh, so. don't. Oh, man. Right, well, check, you got check in on the at message board right, geniuses man. on Twitter. All right. You asked. <laughs> I tell. So. I hear you. Yeah. It was legitimate if it happened. So, If it was happened? If it happened? Well, sure. Sure, it would have been legitimate. But If James Franklin was going to another spot, Matt Rule was Penn State's number one candidate. Oh, well, And choice. he was apparently – there was mutual interest. So. And who is that apparently coming from? Um, I'm not going to say it on here, but okay. I'll tell you off the air. All right. Interesting. Because right. I saw at Message Board Geniuses put something out about that. I don't even know who that is. Oh, it's a wonderful Twitter account, just like the Land Grant Trophy. Oh, okay. It's, they, they, like, go through and find different things. All and these different Power 5 posts. message boards, and there are some doozies on there. One of the best oh followers on Twitter. Jeez. So why, but why would Matt Rule want to leave the Carolina Panthers and come well, to Penn State? For one, he's from State College. I, I get it. He's a letterman. I, I get. You all understand? That. Not everybody likes coaching the NFL, right? But uh, I mean, no. People. A lot of people. Not a lot of people. A lot of times, people say that's the end goal. The NFL. The NFL. He said it himself that it was but the end goal. But sometimes it's not maybe what you you think it is when you get there. Yeah, I mean, I. I can't think for Matt Rule. I'm just telling you what I've heard and read really since Illinois. Hmm. And it's So he would leave not being fired, just going down this wormhole. He would leave before he was fired and make a Nick Saban type move under contract, not on the hot seat, go back to college ne- just for the You never you know, know but how do you know he wouldn't be on the hot seat at Carolina? I mean, NFL He's not, not for long. Right? No, but you never know. You could be gone next year in the first four games if you go 0-4. And then any college will want to hire him because of I, the success L- he had His name's came up, uh, has come up at LSU. Even. Sure. Yeah. I think it's all pro- – I don't know. I don't, I don't know I think for a he's a heck of a coach. I know he can't recruit as well as James Franklin, 
but he can he can coach. He I mean, is let's a great face coach. it. I just I think when he gets fired and he wants to come back to college, that's when it'll happen. I I would put my hand up and say, well, I'll, I'll when he lot. gets fired is fair because it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a situation where he is not in danger of losing his job at the NFL level and him forfeiting the rest of that lucrative contract in Carolina to come coach Look, Penn State I, I'm football not the one that doesn't said, make sense. I'm not the one that said it. I just have, from very reliable sources, have said it. That's I'm just spreading it down. Right. But it's, it doesn't matter because it's not going to happen if they announce Penn State's sure. extending Franklin. I mean, it just it wouldn't happen right now. You just hear that stuff. It know, could about, happen in a couple of years, though. You never know. Yeah. I, I could just, totally see him coming back. You heard back. with Southern Cal people talking about Urban Meyer taking that job. I mean, I just I can't imagine that there's much legs to stuff like that. Well, I don't think so either for that. Because um, I don't even know if Urban Meyer really likes coaching anymore. At all. <laughs> why, would he, why would he And they go back and recruit. I, I don't get that. And yeah. it's not going to, I don't think that's going to happen. But. Yeah. Ah, interesting discussion. But the good thing is, is your boy's back. Well, it sounds like he'll be back for a co- another year until yep. his name comes up in rumors. And Yeah. Last thing for us before we get out of here. Programming note, we're calling uh, Governor Mifflin football again this Friday night. Nick Singleton and company taking on Exeter. And you mentioned uh, Exeter has a junior tight end going to Penn State as well. Yeah, last name. I, th- I don't want to butcher his name. Forget his first name now, but I believe the last name Schaffler, Schaeffler, mm-hmm. um, 2023. So he's only yep. a junior, uh, and he'll be going up against Penn State 2022, top running back in the country, Nick Singleton, who yep. apparently is a pleasure to watch in person. He's just as yeah. good as he looks on TV. One of our calls, Bruce Badgley does all the Governor Mifflin games. We came up to add some production value, and uh, I hopped on color commentary. So let him do his thing on play-by-play. And there's a bit of a viral clip going around. So maybe yep. we can uh, – we'll, we'll throw that up on the screen now. Check out this highlight and your buddy Bruce Badgley uh, making the call. Same time, be offensive lineman just uh, bang. Around the edges, Singleton and scooting up. Oh, he just blasts through a guy. Oh, we've got to see the instant replay of this. Instant replay carry of Nick Singleton. Watch this. This is incredible. Takes the pitch from Delson McNeil, goes around the end, and why he's just gonna like run this guy? Oh my gosh! Uh, Bob and Bruce watching the replay. Everybody that got to see that uh, live here is just impressed. A lot of energy there from our buddy Bruce, huh? Oh uh, yeah, he, he 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 definitely doesn't lack energy and emotion. That's for sure. Um, you know, good luck. Again, hopefully Nick Singleton can keep this train rolling, yep. stay healthy, um, and keep doing what he's been doing. It's been an unbelievable career, and hopefully we see that translate to the Beaver Stadium and grass next year. And, Nick, there were a lot of people watching you. I, I, heard, uh, um, I heard from folks that uh, you know, your family was hearing from some of the coaching staff, you know, James Franklin and those guys saying that you were looking good out there. We heard from Abdul Carter. We did a shout-out segment, and Abdul said he was checking in from Philly watching his future teammates. So, a lot of eyes on you, Nick. Keep up the good work, and we're looking forward to seeing that game on Friday night. So, Tyler, anything more before we get out of here? Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Lots of football on this week. Starts on Thanksgiving. Um, well, actually, it starts, I believe, either tonight or tomorrow with the Maction. Right, Maction. The Maction never sleeps. Uh, but Thursday, you have 
couple NFL games, including your Bills, who uh, did Are not struggling. look too great. Um, but you have the Egg Bowl on Thursday night, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Have a couple good games Saturday or Friday. And then you have a really good slate on Saturday, which has playoff implications written all over it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Should be fun. We'll be watching it. And we appreciate everybody being with us here on the Nittany Lions Sports Report. Bob Long Sports housed on the Sports Stream Premium Network. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the turkey, everybody. Talk to you soon.